Welcome back, everybody. Take a break with Stephen. Stephen Shams. This is the. Uh, I feel like this is the unplugged edition with right. your wall. The the bare the bare wall uh, edition of Take a Break with Stephen. Yes, I could put some this fun is, backgrounds on, but it would be too confusing, too too distracting. Alex is moving out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah. of take a break. Uh, all right. What do we got? Alex? You, can, you can still see all the tacks in the wall. You know how hard no, really? it is to take tacks out of the wall? Uh, I can't I can't see them. I don't see them, Alex. I'm gonna paint over them. So you don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> all right. What do we got today? Yeah, we're gonna talk some. We're gonna back. We did a couple little independent stuff, but uh, we're gonna go back to superheroes. Um, we're gonna talk blight from Batman Beyond. talk vigilante for completely obvious reasons um we're gonna talk judo master for the same obvious reasons uh we're gonna talk jessica jones one of my favorite uh comic series of all time and we're gonna end it with a halo favorite games of all time all, all franchise franchise stuff today. super franchises yeah yeah franchise stuff okay all right what do we got first alex yeah let's talk about blight from batman beyond so these batman beyond books have uh, really skyrocketed in value uh talk to us a little bit about this character blight it's not a character that i'm familiar with but all of a sudden became a big to-do yeah, I mean, Blight is the main bad guy in Batman Beyond. He is in episode one. He's the reason why Terry's dad dies. Uh, his name is Derek Powers. He's like Lex Luthor. He's super rich. Um, him and Batman tussle. He gets he gets uh, like some of his like radioactive powers from something that he was making, like the company that he, he makes. So it's kind of like your Joker origin story here. Um, but I mean, Batman Beyond is super popular right now. I mean, all of his first appearances in comics are already high uh, and, and, you know, stuff that we, I think we've talked about a thousand million times, but Batman Beyond's a kid's cartoon. The comics were for kids. They were geared for kids. They didn't print a million copies. And now that you're trying to, you know, get your nostalgia or these first appearances of these characters in the comics, it's very tough to find them. Yeah. So, I'm going to tell you, I think a lot of these books, you know, we talk about this every week. I think you can find these book in, books in the cheapo boxes. Yeah. Someone's got to collect them, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, we see store stock. Time, this is perfect. Yeah. We see store from, stock stuff. Yeah. We see it from time to time where, yeah. you know, like we like to, I mean, like the people really pull out Batman beyond number three and number six. No. Right. One. So and maybe. Right. So Batman beyond number three, May of 1999, 23 years ago. Jesus. Uh, there are 115 9.8s, and that's almost a $450 book today, Alex, that's in 9.8. That's big money. Uh, yeah, uh, Hillary J. Bader story. We don't hear that name too often. Not at all. Uh, Rick, Rick Perchette, we obviously do, uh, with Terry Beatty Art, and a James Tucker cover. Again, another artist that we're not familiar with. Uh, James Tucker, haven't heard that name a lot. Uh, are you familiar with Hillary or James Tucker? Because we don't really know. I'm, I'm assuming Hillary James ba uh, J. Bader is probably like someone that was doing like uh, writing scripting for the show. Um, yeah. 
James Tucker, I don't know either. Okay. And then and then Batman Beyond number six. Um Sorry, James Peter. She was a screenwriter. Screenwriter. Okay. So Batman Beyond number six, uh, August of 99, 135, 9.8, and that's a $375 book. Yep. So I'm gonna tell you, Alex. I bet you look, we talk about this all the time. I bet you these box these books are sitting in boxes somewhere. These dealers yeah. cannot go through all their boxes all the time. I mean, we, we pull out these new boxes, these new issues all the time, and it's like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 again, you know, there's people that in the past buy one of everything coming out the day. Well, all DC stuff, all all Marvel stuff. I'm sure there's a few of these that were, you know, again, store stock, you know, Walmarts get them, they have a bunch of them. So, you know, someone buys them all, puts them in a box. It happens constantly. Right. All right. What do we got next, Alex? Vigilante. Yeah. So <laughs> the new, <laughs> so uh, the new Peacemaker series is great. It's fantastic. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. The opening sequence is uh might be the best opening sequence of a tv show in years years uh very clever the first time i saw it i was like (laughs) i was like what's going on here Uh, we don't have very cleverly done that's that's a lost art on tv shows these days is opening sequences you don't really have uh very very good uh opening sequence uh vigilante is obviously a big part of the show Mm -hmm. as much as people anticipated the show and we've seen this in the past depending on the reaction, you know, like you see eternal stuff didn't quite move the way people had hoped. Um, The stuff for Peacemaker has really, really moved. So uh, the character that we see in the television show, Alex, is it consistent with the comic book character? Uh, Did they stray far? Talk a little bit about Vigilante. No, I mean, they use use the character, they use the the, the name and they use use the, the outfit, but no, the character in the comics, a lot of people have been vigilante in the dc universe mm-hmm. there's not it's not like one guy like batman all the way through um they've kind of played around with it a little bit um same with you know judo master what we'll talk about later um you know just kind of using the name and the costume uh for whatever they want to do but it, it's i mean other than that like being being a person that kills others to to, to like stop crime that's definitely a DC that that is the, the character in the DC comic. He does a, you know, a la Punisher. I mean, the backstory to Adrian Chase is kind of a Punisher story. He was a cop. The mob killed his family. He became vigilante. So, I mean, you're kind of seeing a lot of parallels there. Um, but I mean, as like someone who never read vigilante comics after watching Peacemaker, I'd buy a I'd buy a first appearance. Yeah. No, no, no doubt. So that, that's that's what's happening. So yeah. uh, he's not in costume. Uh, in New Teen Titans number 23 uh, from September of 1982. These books are 40 years old. Jeez. Um, 132 9.8s, Alex. There is one 9.9. That's about a $200 book. Uh, it's a George Perez artwork, Marv Wolfman story, the good team, the top team there. Uh, George Perez cover. Obviously, George Perez is doing his final signing for mm-hmm. CGC shortly. I'm sending in some stuff for that. Uh, George is obviously trying to take care of his family one last time. Um, so give him a lot of credit there. He's doing, he's making the rounds. You see him on Instagram. He was just yeah. with Jim Lee on Instagram. So you kind of give him a lot of credit there. He kind of came out and is kind of just making the rounds uh, one last time. Uh, then new teen Titans annual number two, which was in 1983, uh, 266, 9.8. That's about a $350 book. That is the first wow. appearance of Vigilante, Adrian Chase, uh, also with Cheshire, 
Scorcher, Slasher, Spear, Bazooka, and Tanker. Those sound like uh, Rob Liefeld characters, huh? Yeah, right. Um, a lot of power. Also, <laughs> Marv Wolfman story. Again, George Perez cover and artwork. And then lastly, Vigilante number one, November of 1983. There are 141 9.8s, and that's about a $200 book. That is the origin of the Vigilante with Adrian Chase. Again, Marv Wolfman story, Keith Pollard and Dick Giordano art with a Keith Pollard cover. Um, so that's, that's a pretty book. interesting. That, that's not bad. 200 bucks for 9.8 is not bad. You, your your 9.8 right. right off the bat, modern books that don't aren't a key are usually about 120, 130. So not bad. It's a good cover. It's a great vigilante cover. Great vigilante cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So before we continue with Peacemaker, mm-hmm. we will do our Alex's pick of the week. What do you got for us? Um, I We talk a lot about vintage comics and stuff, and you talk about your days in the comic book store. I talk about my days in the comic book store. Um, one of the things that uh, a buddy of mine gets is he gets people give him his col- their old collections or they give him stuff they've had for years, or whatever. And one of the things that he gets a lot of times is old store promo posters. And I don't think people realize how cool these promo posters used to are. So like, for example, X-Men promo posters from the 90s, more than likely are going to be Jim Lee art. Jim Lee art that maybe have used on covers, maybe used on something else. And a lot of these posters, even the Jim Lee ones, you're only, you're looking at like 20, 30 bucks for these promo posters. They're hard to find. You know, you get them, you frame them. That's Jim Lee art. And, and these, these posters aren't, they're more rare than you think, you know, stores throw posters away or they give them away to customers for free. Like, you know, these aren't, these aren't mass produced things. There's, you know, there's 5,000 comic book stores. There's 5,000 posters. How many of them are, are still around, you know, in existence. And I think there's a lot of untapped potential in that and and especially with like the 80s and 90s pre-internet promo posters were used to tell you what was coming out so you're going to get a lot of first appearances you probably get a lot of uh the cable first appearances are probably in a promo poster um you know i, I saw the other day that someone you know grew the wanderer you know his first issue was it was you know was a promo poster so i think there's a lot of untapped potential there and something that is a media uh item that might have your favorite characters first time the art's ever been seen you know so yeah you know speaking of the artwork you know that, that spider-man zach piece just sold for three three point three million um and your promo art back in the day and i don't remember if it was like wizard's greatest battles or something uh there was a piece of art that appeared in wizard it was a two-page spread i'll try to get a co- a, co- uh, a picture of it for you and my brother garab had purchased the original art from Jim Lee. It's a two-page double spread. Wow. And I believe it was either Wolverine and Sabretooth or Saber Wolverine and Punisher. I can't remember which two characters it was. This is as good as any cover that Jim has ever done. And yeah. it was in the interior. And it was like one of those promo pages in Wizard yeah, yeah, Magazine yeah, yeah. back in the day. And, you know, the original art attached to some of these things, even though they've never been on covers, is, is absolutely yeah. stunning and phenomenal. I'll try to get you a picture of it. But I would bet that that piece, based on the other pieces from that era of Jim's piece, yeah. it's got to be a six-figure piece. Totally. Um, absolutely extraordinary. So funny story. Uh, Gab couldn't find the piece for probably over 20 years. It was over 20 years. Couldn't find it. Didn't know what happened to it. Thought it got lost, stolen, misplaced. Who knows? Maybe it got thrown out, right? Yeah. And after uh, my mom had decided to move, we're cleaning out attics and closets and this and that. And I'm cleaning out a closet downstairs 
and there's just a plain blank, plain Jane manila envelope that's like 11 by 17. It's plain, there's nothing on it. So I take, and it's like stuck in the corner of a closet right. somewhere. <laughs> I take it out, I open it up, it's the artwork. Oh, wow. It was lost for 20, wow. it was lost for 20, 20 something years. And I was like, oh my God, I thought I sold it. I thought I lost it. I thought that someone took it. <laughs> Found it. I should get wow. a commission on Crazy. it, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you should 100%. Yeah. I know. You found I'm going to hit him up for that. All right. What do we got next, Alex? Yeah, let's keep this uh, Peacemaker train rolling. Uh, Judo Master, who's yeah. extremely fun in that show. Yeah, very fun. Uh, we caught a glimpse <laughs> of the Judo Master kicking and <laughs> slicing and dicing. Doing pretty, pretty judo, cool. yes. Doing judo. Um, what is the connection between the comic one and the TV one? Is it the same thing as uh, Vigilante where it's different? It, it is. It is. Uh, the original Judo Master is a uh, Hadley Jaeger rip um who is a person who who helped it's it's a world war ii story where a, a man helps a uh, a japanese uh daughter soldier's daughter saves her the japanese person in the pacific teaches him judo and he becomes judo master etc etc this is a completely different story um could be a different character you kind of looking like it's more like the justice league quarterly judo master um someone of an asian descent uh who who knows who knows martial arts um I mean, the costume doesn't look anything like the original Judo Master costume, but it's fun. I love, I love the Charlton characters. And if this is a Charlton TV show with Peacemaker, obviously we should have more Charlton characters. It'd be great to see Blue Beetle. I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, but uh, I mean, you know, this is it's super fun. I'm I'm glad they have Judo Master, just even the name in it as a bodyguard. Right. So so uh, just so that you know. Uh, the the books really were basically worthless up yeah. until uh last you know last couple of weeks right yeah. Yeah. so what happened now is uh let's go through it uh special war series number four november of 1965 it's about a 75 to 200 dollar raw book depending on if it's vf or whatever right first appearance of the judo master hadley rip jagger uh it was the last issue of the special war series mm -hmm. Uh, Frank Belaughlin story and art and Joe Gill story. And then we see Judo Master again, number 89 in May, June of 66. That's about a $30 raw book with a seven total pop. Uh, that's the first issue oh. of Judo Master in that series. Yeah. Uh, it was formerly titled, formerly titled Gun Master. Right. Okay. Some good original names for Charlton there. Right, right. And then all these books, uh, judo master number 90 to 98 are all five 10 15 books but you got to find them right you got to find them and and you know they're, they're not they're not easy to find people the first not, modern there's, there's a very niche amount of people that that buy charlton comic books and they've got all the good stuff so good luck right all right and then the first modern appearance of judo master yep. is justice league quarterly number 14 from spring of 94, which is considered the closest right. version to the show. That's a 15 to $20 raw book. But again, I think you can find those books. You can find those books. You in, can you find your mid-justice quarters. And those are square bound, thick books. So getting nine eights might not be hard. That might be an easy like, book to find raw. 28, year, 28 years ago, 28 years ago. Also, oh, just goodness. like quarterlies aren't the most 
sought after Justice League books. I, I have them all because I love the international run. Do you have that issue? You have that I issue? Have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have all the quarterlies, uh, yeah. Making money, Alex. Making <laughs> yeah. some... Sitting making in a box, dinero. sealed up somewhere in somewhere in Jersey in a storage unit. <laughs> Don't give anybody the keys. Tell yeah. them where it is. All right. Uh, what do we got next, Alex? Yeah, let's talk Jessica Jones. So I think... With all of the Matt Murdock, yep. Kingpin, all the stuff going on, I think there's a natural reaction, of course, to the Jessica Jones stuff. Uh, that stuff has started to pick up again and move and groove a little bit. Yeah, um, is that what we're seeing? Is that I? I, I would assume so. I mean, the top. I mean, if you're talking about the mm-hmm. Defenders Netflix stuff, Jessica Jones and Daredevil were always everybody loved those. Mm-hmm. Um, Power Man, uh, you know, Luke Cage and Iron Fist weren't so popular. I loved, I liked both of them. I liked Luke Cage a lot. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna take start taking people and, and redoing it, I mean, it hasn't been that long. Kristen Ritter still looks, you know, she's not old or anything. And why no, not? She still looks like the character, right? Exactly. Yeah. And and that street level stuff, and you see with all the Marvel TV shows with Hawkeye, anything that's like a street level TV show has been done they've done amazing things so yeah why not just keep it going i mean they could they could do another defender show and just keep pushing it and and i'm sure it would be great so yeah these are good books right okay so uh these books are starting to pick up steam again Mm -hmm. uh alias number one from november of 2001 there are 887 9.8s with one 9.9 but it's a $450 book yeah uh, first appearance of Jessica Jones. It's the first Max title. Uh, Luke Cage is in there. It's obviously Brian Michael Bendis, Michael Gatos art with David Mack cover. Then you have Jessica Jones number one, which had a David Mack cover as well yep. in uh, December of 2016. So it wasn't for 15 years later. Yeah, for that series to come out. a while for them to go to redo a Jessica Jones. I mean, By they the way, had her in the Avengers. She was in Pulse. They it went it went from adult book back down to mainstream comics, and then they brought it back with Jessica Jones. Right. And interestingly enough, Brian Bendis again, 15 years later, right, John? So anyway, the first issue had a, a David Mack cover, mm-hmm. 65.9.8. That seems low because that bad. book was only six years ago and that kind of picked up a little the bit. Show, but, the show was already announced. The show was being filmed. I, I'm not sure if it was out yet, but it was definitely, we definitely knew it was coming. Seems like a low number, 65.9.8. That's 175 to $200 book. Uh, then there's the Alex Maleev 1 in 50 variant cover. There's only 18 9.8s. That's wow. 125 plus, 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 uh, but 40 to $50 raw. Then there's the David Aja variant cover. There's 11 9.8s. That's about a 15 to $20 raw book. Mm-hmm. Then there's a Jeff DeCal hip hop variant cover. There we go. There are 21 9.8s, and that's a 40 to $50 raw book. That's the Kevin Gates, Isaiah homage cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the Jeffrey Varegi Black Panther 1 in 25 variant cover. There are four 9.8s. That's a 20 to $25 raw book. That's not even more expensive because that is Black Panther it's on Black the cover. Panther, so, yeah. Which right, is so weird, people, but yes. Right. They, they would do that throughout the months there. Uh, John Tyler Christopher action figure variant cover. There's only two 9.8s. That's only a 5 to $10 raw that's book. bad. Then there's the Mike Diodato teaser one in 10 variant cover, 17 9.8s. That's about $200 and it's $15 to $20 raw. 
Then there's the New York Comic-Con Sketch Edition. I could not find any copies raw or wow. graded. There's only five 9.8s. Wow. Uh, then one of my favorite artists, Saya Ohm, mm -hmm. sketch cover, five 9.8s, $20 raw. Saya Ohm, the regular cover, 10 9.8s, 10 to $20 raw. Then there's the Stephanie Hans Fried Pie Edition, also shared with Books a Million, yep. uh, variant cover. There's zero 9.8s, 15 to $20. So there's a lot of room here if you get there's these 9.8s. stuff, yeah, you start right. picking up now. Right, Will Sliney Champions variant cover. There's two 9.8s, five to ten dollars. Well, and probably the rarest one is a second print blue logo one. Yeah, there's only two 9.8s, and it's a 12 to 15 dollars raw book. That's yeah. a small amount of blue labels. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, Alex, what are we closing up with tonight? Yeah, uh, Microsoft's biggest game, I think, as of yet, but uh, Halo. Yeah. So again, I think this is part of the nostalgia. Um, yeah. The prices of the video games, the sealed video games have skyrocketed. The yeah. price of the Halo uh, video games has skyrocketed. We talk about this every single week. There's this nostalgia thing. And it's and you know what? I don't know if it's like something new that happens every week. It's just that these books don't come for sale very often. And then right. they come for sale. They break a record. And then you and I talk about it like, whoa, it's just another nostalgia thing. But quite frankly, people may have been looking for this book for a long time. And then yeah. one finally comes up for sale and then boom, they, they explode. Um, so talk a little bit about Halo. Um, these prices are absolutely phenomenal on these books. Yeah, I, Halo is probably one of the biggest game franchises. Um, you know, it, it, it launched the Xbox. The Xbox Live and online stuff was a big Halo pusher. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a humans versus aliens uh, battle. Um, but, I, you know, this, is, this was the first, one of the first games where you would fight people online like you would go online and actually like communicate with other people and 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 have like games uh but i mean the franchise is humongous they just put another they just put another halo game out it'll never end there'll never not be a halo game for a microsoft console um and you know if you're looking you know this graphic you know books are talking about 2005 2006 so you're you're talking about you know we're going on 15 years now of continuous halo games and there's not going to stop so you know it's it's funny because we we talked about witcher last week and then the the uh the gamestop preview and how how big that was and you know here we go again halo yeah so i remember buying copies of halo for my nieces and nephews right and i was in my old apartment now i've been in this apartment since 2003 wow so that means it had to be somewhere between 2000 and 2002 when the for games first came totally. out Yep. Uh, it's crazy to think. I mean, it's like crazy. All right. Years. Halo graphic novel preview came out in 2006. There are 31 9.8s. It's about a 750 to $900 book. It's big time, Alex. That's big. Uh, and for a, pro, about, for a promo. It's a promo. <clears throat> These are free. And, and $300 in 9.6. Scott Fisher back cover. Phil Hale cover. Uh, Phil Hale is not somebody that we talk about a lot. And then the first comic book adaptation was Halo Uprising, number one, October of 2007. There are 147 9.8s. There are two 9.9s. That's about a $175 book. Seems cheap in comparison to the graphic yep. novel preview. It's a 15 to 20 raw dollar book. Uh, interestingly enough, written by Brian Michael Bendis yeah. with an Alex Malieve cover. Yep, yep was not exclusive so, at the time <laughs> he was doing all right. kinds of stuff. interesting interesting yeah. 
All right. Well, we thank everybody for watching today. Uh, we appreciate you, you tuning in. Uh, leave any comments in the field below. And uh, we will see everybody uh, next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Bye, guys.